I did mention at the beginning of the show a very important development, and we did also hear from Greg in the news. In what is almost 39 years of waiting, the families of the Craddock Four are hopefully closer to finding justice for the murder of their loved ones. This after Justice Minister Ronald Lamola's decision to reopen the inquest into their murders. Matthew Goniwe, Fort Kalata, Sparum Konto, and Sitkalom Tlaudi were anti-apartheid activists from Craddock in the Eastern Cape who were brutally killed by the apartheid security police in June 1985. Lucanio Kalata is journalist, author, and son to the late Fort Kalata, and he joins us now on the line. Lucanio, welcome to SFM. Welcome to Beyond the Headlines. Mr. Sichan, thank you very much uh, for having us. Uh, we really appreciate the opportunity. I know, Lucanio, that it has been your journey and calling to bring to justice those responsible for the killing of your father and his comrades. What does this development mean for the families? Yo. <laughs> uh, two things. Uh, the first of those is I think there's a big sense of relief uh, from everybody uh, that finally we're going to have the opportunity to have a court in democratic South Africa hear evidence um, and be able to express itself around the matter of the murders of my father and his comrades. So that's the first. The, uh, the second is there's, um, uh, you know, there's a, there's a bit of tension, uh, I think, from our mothers um, because they, uh, you know, the, the sense of them going back to court and, and mm-hmm. having to, to relive, basically, uh, a, a very, very uh, painful period in their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, so yeah, so it, it's those two things. I know, Mr. Dimsauli, uh, you know, it, it's that kind of tension. Uh, my mother, as I speak to you, she's really not feeling well to, uh, mm-hmm. today. Um, you know, so it's, it's that and, and yeah. The, the 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 tragedy with with where we are now, Lukanyo, in, in focusing on how the mothers are feeling, is that this is this has been a thirty nine year wait, but also as part of that wait, the pain of a democratic South Africa having not done right by them and the memories of their husbands. Yeah, I I, I mean I couldn't have said it better uh, than what you've just said it right now. And it's, it's, it's such a difficult thing uh, to have to talk to them, um, you know, uh, and, 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 and listen to their stories. So because the NP, uh, the minister's office had told us a few days ago that, you know, we can expect that they'll make this statement, uh, we obviously tried to sensitize the mothers about it. And, and, and I can tell you it's, it's, it's been difficult. It's, it's been difficult mm. because it, to them, it, it, it just drenches up all of those things. But on the other hand, there is an excitement because, uh, you know, there's, there's a possibility of truth, truth that we can all use as the families, particularly uh, the mothers, to, uh, for, for healing and closure. And I think more than anything else, uh, having been denied a prosecution, uh, this is uh, this is the next best thing for them, and and we really wish that the NPA, uh, you know, could move speedily in this regard, uh, so that you know it doesn't drag on uh, for much longer than what it needs to, uh, just you know, for our mother's sake. 
We're in conversation with Luke Hainer Kalata, um, journalist, author, and son to Ford Kalata of the Craddock Four. Um, of course, recapping or getting the family's response to the decision taken by the Justice Minister to reopen the inquest into the murder of the Craddock Four. And Luke Hainer, we speak of reopening the inquest, and you also mentioned that the preference would have been prosecution. This is the third inquest into the murder of your father and his comrades. Why is it, for those who might not be aware, why is it that to this day we're speaking of inquest versus what should have been prosecution? Yeah. Well, Professor, the, our understanding, uh, you know, as part of the reasons why we are looking at an inquest rather than a prosecution is twofold. One, a few years ago, about two years ago, uh, of, yeah, about two or three years ago now, there was a statement that was released by the F.W. de Klerk Foundation where the former president, uh, de Klerk, confirmed that there had been a deal between, uh, uh, you know, uh, apartheid agents uh, as well as uh, some ANC leaders that there will be no prosecution of TRC or, or apartheid-related cases. And then, two, that played out in the sense of uh, political interference that we saw from the government of uh, former President Thabo Mbeki, uh, from the government of former President Jacob Zuma. And all of these matters are, you know, are issues that were, that, that were confirmed by the NPA in court when we took them uh, to court a couple of years ago to try and compel a prosecutorial decision. So political interference from the ANC the administrations, Yaga Tabombeki and Yaga Jacob Zuma, as well as a deal that was struck way back probably during the Codesa days for there to be no prosecutions of TRC-related uh, cases, uh, which obviously included the matter of the Craddock Four. So for years we've been begging and begging and begging and pleading for prosecutions, and the ANC government just completely turned a deaf ear to us. Uh, and at least now we know why they never prosecuted because of 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 the deals that were that were struck uh, with these uh, apartheid generals uh, back in the day. Just to make sure that I understand what you said, because what you mentioned, Lucanio, is something that is a, is a tad bit um, disturbing. So we know at least that following the the TRC uh, process, there are certain cases. Um, where those individuals that were not granted amnesty had to be prosecuted by the the NPA. And this is in in um, uh, democratic South Africa. And you are saying that through communique from the FW de Klerk Foundation, there was confirmation that there was an agreement reached that there would not be any prosecution of TRC cases. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, we still, we still have the statement. Uh, from the uh, FW Declared Foundation. I do believe uh, uh, it was issued on the 20, uh, 20th or 21st of July, and that would have been in 2021. Uh, I still have that statement where Declared actually confirms that in this statement. 
Kuget, so I'm sure you would remember that there was an investigation uh, or a closed-door inquiry that was led by Advocate uh, Dumisan Sabeza uh, mm-hmm. to look into this issue of the, the, the lack of, of prosecutions in PRC-related cases. That was ordered by the Supreme Court of Appeal, and it came from, I think, the, uh, the, ja- the Ahmed Timol and Jao Rodriguez matter. Right. So that investigation by Advocate Nsabeza, what we know is that he, he completed his inquiry. He, he, he did it. But the NPA, uh, sorry, the, yes, the NPA and the Ministry of Justice is sitting on the report. They're not making that report uh, publicly available so that you and I can know what it was that Advocate Udumisa Nsebeza found as to being the real reasons why the NPA had actually failed to prosecute. So, the, you know, so these things are all, they, they're there. Therefore, anybody that's interested, they, mm. you, will, you will find them if you look. So taking all of that into consideration, and yes, while as the families of the Craddock Four, you um, celebrate, if you will, or are happy to see the announcement being made by the Minister of Justice of a reopening of the inquest, do you have any faith in the process that will follow having taken stock of all that you've just said? Well, look, our, our lawyers, uh, in an inquest, our lawyers are as uh, uh, active in the matter as mm. the, N- the NPA. So, you know, uh, of course I must have faith because our lawyers are the same uh, lawyers, for instance, that did the, the matter of Imam Harun. Uh, that uh, concluded a few months ago. They're the same lawyers that did the matter of uh, um, uh, Hussein Hafiji uh, uh, in, in KZN. They're the same lawyers that did the, the Neil Agate matter. They're the same lawyers that did the Ahmed Timor matter. So, and when we look at how those cases unfolded uh, mm-hmm. or how those inquests unfolded, we, there, there, there is hope. There is hope that finally we too are going to get the truth. But Kukeso, if, if you will allow me, I just want to say that while we do celebrate today, we do take cognizance that there are other families that, mm. you know, uh, are, are still not anywhere near where we are. For instance, the, the, the families of the TAPCO 3, Kakaula uh, Godolozu, Sipo Ashe, and Champion Galena. The TAPCO 3 were murdered out, out on a farm outside of Craddock called Post Chalmers, barely like five or six weeks before the Credoc 4 were killed. And mm. you know what I mean? So our, our story as the Credoc 4 and the PEPCO 3, the, those stories are so intricately intertwined, it, it's not even funny. Yeah. But the, 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 the PEPCO 3 families aren't anywhere near where we are. So we would like to urge the NPA, we would like to urge the Minister of Justice to also prioritize uh, particularly the PEPCO 3 matter, because in that case, there are still people that are alive. They're old. They ate, one of them is 87. The others are in their 70s. But at least there's still mm. the, uh, uh, um, an opportunity for a prosecution in the PEPCO 3 matter. You, you speak of those who are still alive in that particular case, but if I'm not mistaken, in terms of those responsible for the the murders of your father and, and his comrades, uh, there was one remaining known suspect who, who died sometime last year, yeah? Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, Hermanus Barnes Duplessis uh, died, I think, some on the 16th of May, uh, 2023. Um, and, you know, his death, Coqueto, uh, uh, you know, I, I became physically ill uh, mm. when we were told by uh, the NPA of his passing. I have subsequently uh, had to start, you know, start, uh, like, you know, uh, therapy. So I am now in yeah. therapy, uh, you know, because I, 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 it really it didn't sit well with me that there was no one that was left for us to possibly uh, prosecute for the murders of, 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 of the Craddock Four. But we, we remain hopeful that out of this inquest process, out of this inquest process, that, they, you know, who knows something that can turn up. You know, we, we live in hope. If you remember the, the Timor matter, yes. the, again there, there was, that, there was that belief that everybody had actually died in that matter. And then out of nowhere, they found Jao Rodriguez, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and the Timor matter took place, I mean, you know, in, in the 70s. So uh, we're hoping... We're hoping that out of this credit for uh, reopened inquest, that maybe something could come up and name uh, an, another suspect that possibly still is alive that we didn't know of before, uh, that we could still maybe uh, hold accountable. You never know. Uh, you know, we live in hope in that regard. Lukanyo, it's going to be a journey, and just to go back to what you said right at the beginning, um, the, the strain that this has put to, 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 to the mothers um, the widows and and what it means and what is facing them. We wish you and all the family strength uh, in your uh, pursuit for justice. Thank you very much for making time. I appreciate you taking us, and uh, it's good to talk to you, my brother. Thank you so much. Respect, Lucano Kalata, journalist, author, and son to Fort Kalata, um, who, together with his comrades, Galom Chauli, Sparum Konto, and Matthew Koniwe were brutally murdered in June of 1985. When you listen, when we take a moment and think about what has happened, what did happen, the Craddock Four, an example of many other uh, apartheid atrocities such as the PEPCO 3, as Lucanio mentioned, and then you learn of supposed deals that were made. What then happens now? What do you make of what has been shared?